Hello, I'm Richard Barnes, and this is World Travel Essential, brought to you by Allmont Global. In this week's show, after more than 40 years' ownership, Robert Redford is selling his mountain resort. More countries open back up to foreign visitors as COVID restrictions ease. Spotlights on Thailand, Oman and Kyrgyzstan. Rosewood Group partners with Beds Online. And in our special feature, we talk to ABTA about their latest outbound traveller survey. But now to the essentials. Robert Redford has agreed to sell the Sundance Mountain Resort. It will be taken over by Broadreach Capital Partners and Cedar Capital Partners. Founded by Redford in 1969, Sundance Mountain Resort is an all-season resort that offers multiple outdoor activities, including downhill skiing, ziplining, mountain biking, hiking, horseback riding and fly fishing. The agreement is the result of a long-term strategic plan designed to preserve and build upon the Redford legacy at the resort including a continued commitment to balancing responsible development and land preservation. The 2,600-acre resort includes 1,845 acres of land preserved through a conservation easement and protective covenants. Redford says, as stewards of this unique place, it has always been his vision that the Sundance Mountain Resort would be a place where art, nature and recreation come together to make the world a better place. Now and in the future. In conjunction with this announcement, Redford and his family have entered into partnership with Utah Open Lands to put over 300 acres of pristine wildlife habitat, streams and wetlands into permanent protection. Located at the base of Mount Timpanogos, the newly established Redford Family Elk Meadows Preserve includes the meadow below the iconic Stewart Falls, along with popular trails for hiking and cross-country skiing. ABTA, the Travel Association, has revealed six key trends that are shaping people's travel plans for 2021, with two distinct types of traveller starting to emerge. Those keen to return to familiar favourites and those looking to indulge in bucket list trips. Booking trends and ABTA's research suggest that with overseas travel being off-limits for much of 2020, many will be keen to get back to destinations they know and love next year. Just 32% of people said they'd be likely to visit a country they had never been to before next year, compared to 45% who said so last year. While many of the findings are what many of us probably were already thinking, the statistics are good to have. So, later in the show, in our special feature, I'll be talking to a key spokesman from ABTA about the report. The Thai government has announced that foreigners from any country can now qualify for the country's special tourist visa. The so-called STV Thai visa had been issued to travellers from low-COVID risk countries up until now. The special visa allows travellers to stay in Thailand for 90 days and can be extended twice, meaning travellers can stay for around nine months. While many may be deterred by the mandatory 14-day quarantine, Thai officials are making isolation more enjoyable for tourists by approving what they call golf course quarantine. While tourists can work on their swings, they still need to follow the prescribed health and safety standards such as social distancing while playing golf. The Sultanate of Oman is opening back up to foreign travellers. Officials have announced that Oman will exempt nationals from 103 countries from needing an entry visa for a stay of up to 10 days. 
In an official statement, the Omani government has announced that visitors must have a confirmed hotel reservation, health insurance and a return ticket. Already a week ago, Oman said it would resume granting tourist visas to people visiting on trips arranged by hotels and travel companies after they were suspended due to the coronavirus pandemic. The Gulf state resumed international flights on the 1st of October, but only citizens or people holding valid existing residency or work visas could enter. Kyrgyzstan is now allowing the entry of foreign visitors from all countries. This has been revealed by the country's Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Foreign citizens can enter Kyrgyzstan by regular flights via the country's three international airports. The country requires travellers to show negative PCR test results dated no more than 72 hours before arrival. Hotel Beds has entered into a strategic partnership with Rosewood Hotel Group. The strategic partnership provides Rosewood Hotel Group with access to hotel beds more than 60,000 travel trade buyers from more than 140 source markets worldwide, including tour operators, airlines, points redemption programs and retail travel agencies. At the same time, hotel beds clients will gain access to preferential rates and availability across the 41 properties that form Rosewood Hotel Group's portfolio in 19 countries. Through this partnership, Rosewood will distribute hotel rooms through hotel beds via both its wholesale channel, which operates under the Hotel Beds brand, and the Retail Travel Agent channel, which operates under the Beds Online brand, all united under one contract. P&O Cruises have increased agent commission by 1% and will give away an additional 100,000 shine points during the peak booking period from December to the end of March. Vice President of Sales and Marketing Alex Delamere-White says the commission boost is in recognition of the support from agents throughout 2020. P&O said agents will be rewarded for every select price booking made until the 1st of March. In hospitality news, this coming week sees the return of Four Seasons to Bangkok, the Four Seasons Hotel and Residences Bangkok at Chao Praya River. It'll be nothing short of spectacular, with an all-new Riverside Hotel and Residence designed by Jean-Michel Gathy, featuring six restaurant and bar concepts and an expansive wellness centre. IHG has completed a landmark deal to sign their first luxury hotel in Mallorca under the Kimpton Hotels and Restaurants brand. When it opens in 2022, Kimpton Mallorca will further expand the brand's presence in Spain following the launch of Kimpton Vividora Hotel in Barcelona earlier this year. The hotel will operate under a management agreement with Calvia Country Club. Well, sometimes it's all about the kids. Conrad London St. James has created a family staycation glamping experience that enables families to spend half-term together for a more relaxed, exciting and safe stay in the heart of the city. Upon arrival at the hotel, children will be greeted with a VIP sticker and wristband, allowing them to order a milkshake, ice cream or juice free of charge in the Blue Boar Bar. The adventure truly begins when going up to the family suite, where a luxury teepee awaits to be explored. Armed with a book or toy of their choice, a torch and the hotel's fluffy mascot Monty the Bulldog, kids get to explore luxury glamping within the comfort of the bedroom. Conrad London St James is also working in partnership with The Detective Project, a children's activity company themed around the science of crime solving. 
run by former Scotland Yard-trained detectives and Metropolitan Police officers, children get to learn skills such as chromatography and fingerprint testing in a dedicated crime investigation room at the hotel, whilst kitted out in forensic suits which can be taken home afterward. And we give the Conrad St. James full points for originality. Well, as usual this week, Mary Gostolo, the living legend of luxury travel, is giving the inside line on a fabulous luxury property. And we're back in the Middle East. Hi, this is Mary Gostolo. I want to tell you about one and only Dubai, the Palm. Why? Because my bedroom there was probably one of the best, most agreeable spaces in which I've ever stayed in my life. Why? Because it was not too big. It was around 84 square meters plus the adjacent bathroom plus my private terrace which of course had a private pool beautifully heated easy to get down into and I could get straight from my terrace to the beach. I was in room 704 downstairs in a two-floor mansion called Mansion 7 which had several other uh, rooms in it but I never saw any of the other occupants I felt that I was all by myself in the world and it was just lovely it was very agreeable colouring kind of creams and taupes nothing irked and it wasn't too Middle Eastern it had a couple of hanging lights but that was all no, it was perfect. Even had toiletries that I could ooze out very easily. And one of my favourite ever bathrobes, oh so cuddly. You feel as though you're in a resort, even though you're only 10 minutes from downtown Dubai by water or by road. You have great dining. I specially recommend 101, the overwater restaurant, seafood, outdoors, just divine. And one little highlight here that I've never seen anywhere else, um, there are little bunny rabbits that hop around. You only see them um, evening and early morning, but they're charmingly delightful. Like the general manager of the property, Vincent Samarla, I think I'm pronouncing his name wrong, he is Venetian. A lot of the rest of the resort is French. We have a Guerlain spa with Bastien Gonzalez pedicure. Ah, oh, that's heaven again. Yes. I do thoroughly recommend one and only Dubai the Palm. Thanks, Mary. Well, earlier in the programme, I spoke about ABTA's new study on outbound UK travellers. I caught up with ABTA spokesman Sean Tipton, who in today's special feature says another one of the key findings has been an increase in reliance on advice from travel professionals. Certainly in recent years, there's been a return to people because they recognise that if a, you know, a travel agent is a professional, just like a doctor or a dentist, you know, if you want somebody, so if you want some, some guidance, particularly going through difficult times, use a travel agent. And 
they're going to be much more likely to do that next year. That's, that's a message that's coming across loud and clear. But we've seen this before, actually, when we've had some form of crisis. I mean, this is just obviously off the scale for us in terms of crisis, but we've had them before. Um, there is always a resurgence in people wanting to use, as we call it, travel professionals, which really is travel agents, and book a package holiday. Um, when they go through, when things calm down a bit, then they think they're less, maybe less likely to do so, but certainly in difficult times, much more likely to do so, which is a shot in the arm because let's face it, I, uh, the industry has been through an absolutely appalling year. Uh, most companies have had little to zero revenue coming in, but at the same time, they're having to still employ staff to, to process refunds. And travel agents have had a really particularly difficult time because they've actually, most of them, have stayed working because they felt on a bound to help their customers. They could have just said, right, stick everybody on furlough and go away. So they've been still working and picking up the phone because I think we know a lot of companies have actually been very difficult to get through to airlines in particular. But if somebody's booked through a travel agent, what do they do? They've been phoning the travel agent who's been doing their best to help them. Um, but obviously in some, some cases, people are so annoyed about waiting for their money to come back they've been taking it out on the person they're speaking to. And that's been the agent. So, so, so some good news for them for next year when they can get back to doing what they do, selling holidays rather than processing refunds for something which is totally outside of their control. What, what is the feeling uh, at ABTRA about uh, how the vaccinations are going to affect the uh, outbound uh, travel yeah. and inbound as well? Well, they've, they've already helped in building customer confidence. I mean, our members reported that when the vaccine was announced, that it was safe to use, that they saw a big increase in not necessarily people booking, um, but in people checking availability. Uh, it's, so, so it is a bit of a game changer, but it will depend on so many other factors, like how long will it take to, for people to get vaccinated? So, I mean, obviously, they're, quite rightly, they're targeting vulnerable people first and NHS workers, as that's, that's right and proper. Um, but in terms of getting people, let's say, the under 30s, when are they going to get vaccinated? That might, you know, we don't know how long that's going to take. So I think in the interim, um, testing is going to play a very important role. But having said that, if you look at the groups that are being vaccinated first, they're actually, it's pretty good news for the, our members in particular, because is that, that demographic is the one that's well, so basically over 50, uh, tends to spend more money, <laughs> they go on you know more expensive holidays and uh, they're much more likely as as well to want to take a package holiday we, we talked briefly about the cruising market didn't we so what's that i know it's not i know the cruise industry says we're no longer just for old people we're older people but that still is a very important demographic for them so if they can see a situation whereby and a lot of them obviously the people that age were very worried about going on a cruise being in an enclosed environment but if they've been vaccinated they'll be much more likely to think, okay, I can go now. I think, yes, I've, I've seen in the past often that people will vote with their wallets. And if they're having to pay £120 for a vaccine and there's four of them going, that's getting off for £500, or you, sorry, not for a vaccine, for a test, or, or you can just be vaccinated for nothing on the NHS. Yeah, I think that might change a few people's minds. Well, that wraps it up for this week's World Travel Essential. And a reminder that if you'd like more interesting news from the world of luxury travel, don't forget to listen to Mary Gostolo's Girl Ahead podcast. I'm Richard Barnes saying thanks for joining us. We'll be back again same time next week.